All right. Um, this one I'm assuming is going to be a short one, but every time I say that, it's fucking forever long. Um, we're drinking Land Shark tonight. I, I don't. It's 10 o'clock. So I'm going to say I went 24 hours without drinking, although it was like 20. Yesterday, I fucking. I was like, I had nothing to do. So I was like, just fucking all day fucking get bombed and that's what i did it was awesome i went to the beach and like i drank six white claws and then i bought a case of land shark brought that back here drank a few of those you know read my book on the beach walked for a while fucking i had to take a nap i was like all right you're gonna need a nap if you want to keep drinking tonight (laughs) so i slept like 40 minutes woke up which is my favorite thing to do and like I've done it since, like, high school, almost. Probably college, I started. Like, if I'm drinking, I want to take, like, an hour nap before I go out. And all my friends were like, why are you doing that? I said, because I want to have fun. I don't want to just sit there and be tired. And then all the time, they the kid, friends that, like, don't let me, then, like, at, like, whatever, 12.30, 1 o'clock, I'm done. I'm, like, done drinking. I'm too fucking tired. I don't want to fucking party anymore. And I'm like, why are you being a bummer? I was like, because I'm fucking tired. Because you didn't let me take my goddamn nap. I'm an old man. Um, so I did that. Woke up. Bombed a few more land sharks. Uh, and then I got Wild Turkey 101. And had like four old fashions with that. And just obliterated myself. Um, it was awesome. It was. It was like... It's weird to be like, I just have complete control of my day and get to do whatever I want and everything else can fuck off. That was pretty fun. So yeah, so today I w- was rough. Uh, and I wasn't going to drink all day and then I decided to do this podcast because I wasn't going to do this either because there's not a lot going on right now. Uh, but we'll get into that. I have a weird... So yeah, Landshark, fucking Jimmy Buffett's fucking... Hey, Jimmy, su- support the podcast. I just found Jimmy Buffett has his own podcast, which... Cannot wait to listen to that. What the fuck is Jimmy Buffett going to talk about? Well, I just like drinking and fucking for the last 60 years. And I'll play some music too. (laughs) His brand is, alright everyone, have fucking fun. You're always on vacation. Um, So just the whole idea is like weird. Like technology and Jimmy Buffett like should not. Like I don't think he should be allowed on like iTunes. I think he, you should only about be allowed to play like records and CDs of him, um, cassette tapes. So, Jimmy, you're fucking loaded and you're old. Support the podcast. I love Land Shark, and they're building a Margaritaville in Fort Myers. So I'll I'll pump, pump that. I'll fucking do a podcast at Margaritaville. Those bitches will love hearing me rant about fucking white people. Land Shark is good. I don't know why people don't like it more. I fucking love it. Uh, Alright. So I was... So yeah, couldn't fucking move all day. But I just went to the gym. I was like, you have to go to the gym. That was the promise you made yourself yesterday. You were like, you're getting bombed all day, so you have to go to the gym. So I okay, fine. So I went to the gym. It's late. It closes at 10. So I was. it's 10 o'clock now. I was walking out at like 9.40. And they lock one of the doors, and the other one's open. And there was a super hot chick in front of me. I'm staring at her ass. I've been she's been works out in her bra, so I was staring at her titties like the whole day. Fucking, she of course like 
she's right in front of me and then is like uh walks into the door that's locked and like bounces back ass right on my crotch immediately whoop and like i'm in gym shorts so it's very obvious. I was like, oh, fuck, no. And then she's, like, trying to laugh and, like, giggle with me. She's like, huh? Oh, sorry. I thought I thought it was open. I was like, yeah, no, guess not. I was like, I don't know. And she's like, oh, I see you around here all the time. I was like, I have a fucking boner, lady. I can't. I can't be Chan with you right now. Like, <laughs> I gotta go. It's like, I'm not, I'm not talking to you with this fucking hard on. Uh, it was just, it was a great... Great little moment for me. Felt felt very high school. Felt like I haven't gotten like just like a weird boner like that in quite some time. Uh, like a boner I definitely should not have gotten as an adult man. Um, but so that was fun. I'm happy I shared that with you. Also, I was thinking about like I'm moving to Austin in about a month, month and a half now. So June twentieth. Um. It's weird. It's going to be weird doing stand-up, like, every day again. It's going to be weird having, like, the grind back. And, like, it sucks not having it, but it's also, like, I have a safety net right now. Like, it's not my fault if it's not working out for me right now in my head. Like, I have to get back to a city. And so, like, the pressure is definitely starting to come back where you're like, Hey, man, if you don't do it, it's your fault. You suck. And, like, when I was, like, killing myself on film sets, it's not that I was happy, but it was like, okay, you're fucking doing it. You're giving it your all. You're not being a pussy. Like, yeah, you're driving back and forth five times in a row, two days on no sleep, and, like, it's going to get you in this movie. So if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And then you fucking get, like, a taste of your dream, of what you want it to do. Um, So now... Seeing as it's going to be like all, it's just like weird knowing that pressure's back. Like now I'm like just angry all the time because I don't get to do what I like to do. But like having that pressure come back and I'm sure it'll go away once I'm like in it and I'm like, okay, I'm going up again. Okay. I'm going up tomorrow. So it doesn't matter. Or I'm going up in another hour. So it doesn't matter. Um, but like now I'm going like weeks without stage time and it's fucking driving me wild. And so I did a show two days, Sunday night. (laughs) And it wasn't like a show show. It was like a, more of like a workshop almost where we did material and talked about it. And then someone else would come up and there were like civilians in the audience, but they weren't like there for the show. They were there for like drinking and it just so happened. Also the pub we do it at Ollie's is like a super, I didn't know how like pro gay it was. There's, like, signs everywhere being, like, we accept all races and sexes. And it's, like, first off, you don't need a sign anymore. You do not need a sign that says, like, we're accepting of all races. Unless your place is called, like, the Ku Klux Klan bar. Like, you don't need that sign. (laughs) And it's, like, we accept all races and religions. It's, like, is that a marketing you still think is needed? What what is going on in Cape Coral that you guys think you need, uh, need to throw that sign up so the blacks know they're allowed in here are are the other bars not allowing them in um so that was wild uh and also made me feel very unwelcome (laughs) in my stand-up but i didn't hold back um there was a retard that went on and of course brought her like whole family and when i said she had her mom her dad her brother who wasn't retarded her grandfather her dog 
and like two of her neighbors came to watch her. It was her second time doing stand up. She does improv, I guess, which, oh my God, I could not imagine doing improv with a retard. It'd be fucking hilarious. Um, and I bet she does get good laughs because it's like all this crazy shit. You don't expect her to come out of her. But like, if you don't know this, like they're always super horny and like all they think about is like fucking. So like, she's constantly talking about fucking, um, which in improv could be funny, but in stand up, you're just like, why well, this is uncomfortable. Why is she saying stuff about her fur burger? Like, I don't, I don't need to know this. And she's not good at all, obviously. Um, but I do a whole, I do like four minutes on Victoria's Secret's retard covered girl. And like, everyone's like, oh, there's no way he does it. And then I started doing it and like, everyone's like, oh fuck, this guy literally has no cares in the world. And like her family was not happy. Her brother was getting fucking heated. And I just stared at them and kept fucking going. And you know that they don't like being stared at in the eyes. So that made her very uncomfortable. And she's Jewish. I didn't even know that could be a thing. A retard Jew. It was, ugh. So anyways, and then the show was put on by a trans lady. And we all know my rules. Alright, I'll call, if you're, if you introduce me as something, that's what you are. You don't get to change it. And I'll, I'll even say it. Like, she's like, I'm Shelly Kelly. And I was like, alright, well, so you know that's what I'm calling you forever. And she's like, yeah, that's my name. Why would you not call me? Okay. And then one night she came in dressed as a man. And I was like, hey, Shelly Kelly. And she's like, well, it's actually Charles when I'm dressed. I was like, no, it's not. You're Shelly Kelly. You don't get it both ways. I told you when I met you. Either I'm putting up with all this or I'm not. And so you're still Shelly Kelly now. <laughs> Got so mad. I'm trying to do business. It's not okay. I was like, I don't care. You decided to live that crazy fucking life. So you're living it. It's like people do a stand-up. Like, you decided to be a stand-up. Go tell jokes. Go get on... Like, when I encourage you to get on stage, if this is who you think you are, you think you're a stand-up comic, then go do it. You think you're a woman? You don't get to walk around in a suit then. Fucking weird ass. Um, and then we had new two new comics. And what... I was making fun of, like, one of the kids' pronouns. And one of the new comics, fucking fat slob fucking liberal it's like oh, my pronouns are they them is that gonna be a problem and i was like yo i'm doing a show that's run by a trans person it's not gonna be a problem you fucking fat pig can't get your fucking chin off the floor uh and she was horrible she was also got all and you could tell you could tell immediately when someone's gonna be decent or like can be fixed like there's some people you can't fix like, I could sit down with her every day forever, and she just wouldn't get it. And 90% of the time, it's people who are like, my friends think I'm funny. That's not a good reason to do stand-up. Sorry. It's it's such, like, a cheap... It It's, like, you see it sometimes with, like, fighting. Like, oh, you know, I've been in a couple fights, and I won, so I think I could be in the UFC. No. No, there's a lot that goes into it that you don't know about. It's not just about uh, being funny sometimes. And, like, so, so, like, it's almost disrespectful when people say that. It's like, uh, my friends say I'm funny. First off, if your friends are anything like you, you fat fucking pig, their sense of humor sucks dick. I can hear the laundry machine ending. God damn. Thing's got a motor on it. Um, 
So I was like, I don't think your friends have a good sense of humor. Just the three sentences we've said to each other. Uh, doing that, you don't know how to write jokes. You don't know how to read a room. You don't know how to work a room that's aggressive towards you or angry at you. You don't know how to stand up for yourself. She's like, I have social anxiety. I was like, then get the fuck out. Then this isn't for you. And she, you know, and all liberal comics. She goes up there and brags about how good she is. I'm a ghostwriter for music. I do ghostwriting. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's not a joke. Do you want us to laugh at you? I'm laughing on the inside at you because I think you're a fucking loser. I donated money to some fucking org. Okay, great. I don't care. I get off your high horse and tell some jokes. Make me laugh, you fucking fat clown. Um, She also left without saying goodbye. And I was like, well, she's not going to make it. And everyone got, like, mad at me. They're like, well, why are you being so mean? I was like, I'm not. She's not going to make... She doesn't have what it takes. She doesn't really want to be a stand-up. She just wants... She wants to, like, try and chisel off some money because she thinks she has a talent for this. And first off, any stand-up you know knows there's no chiseling off money. You don't make shit doing this. You get cheap beers sometimes. Like, the... Oh, my friends, that's not a good enough reason. Because you're not going to make money. You're not going to get what you think you want out of it. You're, you're not going to get these things. Um, like, you have to be so broken and stupid to keep coming back and doing this for years until it works. <sighs> so anyway, that's my little soapbox for stand-up comedy. And I get, I get really mad at actors, too. I'm seeing this fucking meme all the time. It's like, oh, they only play themselves. I was like, do you know how hard that is? Like... Do you know how hard it is to be yourself in front of a camera and with, like, strangers and, like, all this shit? Like, that's why we hate bad CGI. That's why, oh, it doesn't look real. It looks goofy and it's not... We want things to look real in movies. Like, action scenes. A bad action scene where, like, the punches don't come off right. And you hear about it all the time. Like, sometimes they're like, fuck it, just punch me. Just punch me. Just fuck it. We need to get it right. You're not doing it right. Just fucking punch me. And then the guy punches them and they're like, great, perfect. That looks real. That looks great for the camera. Thank you. Um, and like that's what people will go for. They'll fucking do shit like that. Because they want realism. So the people that are like, oh, they only play themselves. Yeah, because that's what real is. You're seeing real emotions then and stuff. There's very few actors that could play. Like, And someone was saying Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio plays himself in every role. Like, if you don't see it. It's your fault. It's not his. He's really good at playing himself. Yeah, sometimes he does an accent. But he's always Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, yeah, like Daniel Day-Lewis can kind of do parts. But he has to choose the movies where he can be hidden in makeup and all this different shit. Where he can be over the top. Right? Lincoln, you're covered in makeup. You're over the top. My left foot, you're way over the top. Way, way over the top. You're, there will be blood, makeup, over the top, right? That's the thing that people don't get with acting. When they're like besmirching Denzel for always playing himself. It's like, yeah, you're welcome. That's what you're paying for. If they're not themselves, it takes you out. And like you see people who are like almost there. They can almost play themselves. And then you see people who just give up and they fucking play characters and they suck. They're not good and they don't last long. Another reason Daniel Day-Lewis does is because he does a movie like every six years. He's not popping out a movie a year. 
So he doesn't have to worry about playing other people. Like people, do you think Johnny Depp really plays anything other than Johnny Depp? He changes his look a lot, and he changes his voice a little, and that's it. His mannerisms are all there, all that shit's all there. Um. So yeah, I think that's my soapbox for acting. Yay! Woo! Uh, po- pol- politically, we don't have a ton. We have like the Roe v. Wade thing. I'm still learning about it, so. I'm going to not comment that much. I do think it's hilarious that people are like marching in the streets already. It's like, what? Okay. What are you doing at the Supreme court? They've already made their decision. That's what you're upset about is they've made their decision. So why don't you go home and talk to your governor and try and keep abortion out of your state? If that's what you really care about. I think it's so funny that they're like, Oh, keep your hands off my body. Your rules off my body. It's my body, my choice. Okay, well, these other people over there want to make their own choices with their bodies and their people. So you keep your rules off them, and they just, like, don't get it. They don't, they're like, no, we need it for everyone. And it's also so funny, it's like the their gun argument is, well, if, if Indiana's allowed to have guns, then Chicago, that's where the guns go for, they go from Indiana to Chicago, and that's why that's happening. So if we just get guns out of all make it illegal in every state, then we'll be fine. First off, no. Cocaine's illegal in every state. I fucking love the nose candy. Second off, like, okay, that's the same argument then. All right. And we're not even going that far. We're not making it illegal in every state. We're sending it back to the state because we're a Republican. We're Federalists. That's how our nation's set up. So we can make the same argument. Oh, well, then they can just go to Pennsylvania and get it done. No, we have to get rid of it in every state. It's like, all right. So, so which arguments are you standing on? And this is my problem with like 99% of liberal shit. All right, you want schools to be free. All right, make every college in California free. See how it works. If it crushes, all right, maybe someone else will adopt it. But as of right now, go fuck yourself. And I do hate, like, I hate that IL. And I think it's silly. But it's going to be so funny when these guys are, like, making millions of dollars. Showing their chains and shit. And then, like, the doctors could be like, I'm in 500000 of student debt. And that guy made $3 million for catching a ball. What the fuck? And like I said, it's crazy that there's not like post-school scholarships because you're making all your students just hate your your fucking school. And they're not going to donate. The amount of kids that can donate after getting crushed by debt for 20 years, they're not going to fucking donate when they're successful. They're going to be like, no, I fucking paid that off for 20 years. They can go fuck themselves in their new fucking building. When they have finally have money to donate and they're successful enough in their career, they're not going to remember their fun times. I'll tell you that right now. And that's like my parents. My mom used to donate, but now she's like, no, all colleges are a joke. I'm not donating. But it was like she loved Purdue. She loved going there and she had a lot of fun and didn't have debt when she left. So she's like, yeah, why not? It was a great place. But they're changing that. So I think you should have like a few people that you just give like post-school, post-graduation scholarships to. I think that's the genius thing. It's good marketing for your school. The The people love you. And will absolutely donate down the line when they have more money. So if you see someone doing something with their degree. 
that's not coming back to the school begging for a teaching job. They're actually doing something with their degree that will eventually make them money. Fine. You have a huge endowment. Go fucking pay off that debt. Why? Like, it makes so much more sense than giving a high schooler a scholarship. Being like, oh, you might, you might not even graduate, but here's free tuition. Whereas afterwards, it's like, oh man, you're really taking your degree and doing something with it and being a good ambassador for the school. We're canceling your debt. There you go. Thank you. Oh, my buddy just sent me a text. I guess Vice tweeted out how you could get horse medicine to uh, cause an abortion. Which, first off, not healthy. Like, I've seen girls take Plan B a day after. And they're fucked up. So I can't imagine taking horse medicine like three months after. This could be great for you. But it is funny. He brought up how it's like Joe Rogan. I was like, yeah. And Joe, you know, that was one medication that was prescribed by a human doctor. So it was like, it wasn't, this medication's only for horses. It's not for, never given to people. Like, the ivermectin helped with river blindness or something. Um, Guy won a Nobel Prize for prescribing it to humans. Um, And... He also suggested a bunch of other treatments with it that his doctor gave him. Whereas this is just like, hey, take this one thing given to you by a vet to kill your child inside of you. And I'm sure you'll be fine after it. Like, that was their huge argument. was like, again, another liberal argument. Oh, people, they're still going to get the abortion. They'll just do it in an unsafe way. Okay, but you don't think the people will buy guns just in an unsafe way? What are you talking about? Oh, people buy weed. It'll just be more unsafe how they do it. Okay. So then guns should be legal. If people want the guns, they'll find a way to get it. You fucking morons. Uh, But no, that is very funny. And I really hope. I can't wait for my first. To hear about the first horse pill abortion to happen. And be like, oh, it was a fucking nightmare. I shat myself for six days. Also, how, what a, like, sad, like, oh, I'm just poisoning this life inside of me. Nice. Uh, and that's the other thing. If it's good enough to kill a baby, do you really want to take it? Doesn't sound safe. Uh, la, 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 la. Okay, so the reason I'm podcasting tonight. Like I said, I was super, like, fucking dead all day. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna watch this fucking show on apple tv and if it's any good whatever if not whatever it's called slow horses stupidest fucking name it's called that because like these guys work at a place called like slew house and for some reason like i don't know maybe someone just didn't know how to talk one night got too fucking hammered it was like slew house sounds like slow horses they slow horses now (laughs) like okay great (laughs) you fucking idiots uh so the premise of the show is the slew house is where they MI5, the like CIA or the FBI, I don't know which one, the spies of uh, England, you know, Bond works for them and shit. They send shitty agents to the slew house and are like agents that did something wrong and needed to be punishment or whatever. And they go here and there's just this alcoholic old spy from the Cold War like sits around screaming and nothing gets done they get like busy work basically um so it starts with this guy who like his dad was a famous spy and 
now he's spent his whole life wanting to be a spy, which I feel like isn't a good thing for a spy to do. Uh, it just feels like not. It's like, oh, this guy's trained to be a spy his whole life and has told everyone since he was five that he wanted to be a spy. And then, like, he's going to sit down with people and be like, I'm not that guy. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like something a spy would do. Anyways, uh, it opens with, like, him trying to catch a guy at an airport who has a bomb. And he doesn't do it. And then you're like, oh, fuck, all these people got killed because of this. And they're like, oh, no, they get killed. It was a training exercise. But you fucked up the training exercise, so you're sent down to Slough House. And I was like, well, that's fucking weird. And also, like, one of the other agents, like, fucked him over. Like, he was like, you need a guy with a blue shirt and a white undershirt. And then they, he catches that guy, and they're like, that's all I said. I said red shirt. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay. For, if it's a training exercise, they would have recorded that and seen it wasn't his fault. And it, it was just, there were so many stupid things to what happened. And you're like, why is why is no one concerned about this? And they're like, eh, it's just, it's how it is. And you're like, okay. And, like, that's kind of how the whole show goes. You're like, wait, these are supposed to be super smart, super spies, and they're just letting it go. They don't think anything's weird about it. Um, But basically the show is this kid, a fucking Muslim kid, gets kidnapped in Britain by, like, far white, far right, white supremacists. And they did, like, an online video being like, we're cutting his head off in the morning to show you guys how serious we are. And then... Whatever, they sit there. And they've, they've, like, talked about it. They're like, we're not really going to kill him. We'll let him go in the morning. And I was like, well, why? Why not just let him go now? What are you... <laughs> like, first off, like... I guess I understand why you don't let him go now, but, like... Everyone's like, oh, they don't want anything, so they're absolutely going to kill this kid. They're absolutely... They don't want, like, money or anything. So it's just a show of force to show they can do it. I was like, well, why didn't they just do that immediately? Why are you holding him overnight? It's 12 hours, then we'll do it. It's like, all right, well, okay. Um, so you definitely could have just chopped his head off right there. Um, no one questions it. So then you got the Slew House people, and they're not really involved. It's all like the main, they call it the park, is where the main guys are, the good spies. And it's just constantly fumbling and bumbling through this whole movie. And you're like, is it a comedy? Is this, is this like supposed to be funny or is it supposed to be like Jason Bourne or what am I looking at here? And like randomly every once in a while they get like super spy skills and like do crazy shit. And then all of a sudden they're back to nothing. They're back to being like, I don't know where I am. Like you find out like the park is really behind a lot of it and it's all this big convoluted plot. And like the reason I keep watching is because I couldn't figure out if this was like supposed to be serious. And, like, I want to read the book so bad to be, like, was the book this horrible? Or did someone get a hold of it and just didn't know how to write a script? Like, no idea how stakes work at all. Like, we're going to cut this kid's head off. And immediately they're like, we're not going to cut his head off. And you're like, oh, okay, so then the kid's safe. Why do I care? And then it's like, oh, what was the other one? There's, like, all this stuff that was supposed to matter. And then immediately they're like, eh. They're like, oh, you have to steal this hard drive. And they're like, we stole it. There was nothing on it. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, wait, why? So why did we have to steal it? Why was it so important? So anyways, the Slew House guys get involved in this. And one guy and one chick, they're like 50, that work in the Slew House, went out to have drinks together. 
and the guy's talking about how he's going through a divorce and the girl's talking about how she has no friends and how she's like her career's wasted and like you know bitch shit and they're like okay what do you want to do the bar's closing and they're like let's go back to the slew house and fuck at work and you're like oh don't do why why would you go there and i'm like okay so they go back and they're like making out and they hear like a big like noise upstairs and i'm like you're spies and you just like they're both like oh that's probably nothing. It's like, you're spies. You're in a spy stronghold. You think nothing's happening? You sh- There's secrets. There's. I get that you're the shitty spies, but you still have, like, files and stuff that are super secret and you have to protect. So they go back to making out. And then, like, another bump happens. And they're like, oh, that was definitely something. So they go upstairs looking. And, that, like, a guy pops out of the closet. He's like, what that? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um... And they, like, tussle a little, and he falls down the stairs, and two of the guys fall down the stairs, and the bad guy breaks his neck on accident, and is dead. So, so then the two of them are sitting there, and the guy's like, hey, do you want to keep making out? And she's like, you just killed this guy. It, it seemed like the start to, like, a really bad porno. She was like, you just killed a guy. No, we're not going to make out now. And he's like, God, I'm so sad, though, when... My wife's leaving, so can we? And then, like, luckily their boss came in and was like, oh, you guys killed a guy? That's a bummer. <laughs> They're all just standing over this body, like, hanging out. So anyway, this death, like, gets them all wrapped up in the overarching, like, find this kid, find this kid. And they realize, like, they're the only ones with a real shot to find this kid. But they keep getting distracted by, like, stupid shit. They're like, oh, something else happened, so fuck it. And, like, the main guy was like, the, the boss guy, they're like, oh, we just need you to knock on the door, and then that, that'll save the kid's life. And he's like, okay. And it wasn't a setup or anything. Like, just, like, luck had it that knocking on the door didn't work. And he just immediately freaked out. He's like, we have to run. And everyone's like, won't that make us look suspicious? And he's like, I don't care. We're running. And they all just book it. <laughs> and then immediately the park's like, oh, well, they did. They're, they're who we're hanging this whole catastrophe on. You're like, oh, God, what the fuck is going on? I get that this sounds like rambling, but I'm sorry. I mean, you could probably turn off the podcast. You probably should have. But there's just one more point I have to get across because, like, horrible show, shouldn't watch it, absolutely should watch it. Absolutely sit down and, like, episode ends and you're like, wait, is that you're not interested in the show at all. You're just like, Are, is the writer this bad? Is, like, one episode ends with one of the spies getting shot in the head, of course survived, and the other spy that, like, called the ambulance was like, oh, we have a girl down. Can we get an ambulance? That's how it ends. So she's just, this house is on fire for no reason. That Like, a bomb went off inside. Very, it was weird. <laughs> the whole show is just fucking weird. She gets shot in the head by the guy whose neck gets broken in the next scene. And, like, he's a spy. So he's a spy who just shot a, his, like, co-worker in the head. I was like, and, and he didn't have to. It's like, homie, why did you shoot her? What are you doing? Um, but he gets away, goes and gets his neck broken on the stairs. So it's just the main character and this girl who's been shot in the head. She's bleeding a ton everywhere. The house is on fire. He just called 911. The next episode opens and that guy's like locked in a closet in the basement of a hospital. And you're like, whoa, what What the fuck happened here? And they're like, no, it it makes sense. And I don't know if it's a British thing. If like every time someone gets shot in the head, they just lock them in a closet whoever called 911, but yeah, it's just locked up. 
And you're like, what is going on? And he like takes off his shoe and he's like, I'm going to beat this guy to death with my shoe. And you're like, what is going on? You're supposed to be a spy. You're going to beat someone with a shoe? Um, so yes. Yeah, so, so, sorry, 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 sorry. There's one more thing that I wanted to... So this couple, the black black girl, black woman, woman of the color, and 50-year-old guy who are making out, they're like the love story of the show, because the other love story, the girl just got shot in the fucking head. Uh, so she's not doling out BJs from her coma. Um, their job is to save this brown kid from white nationalists who kidnapped him. And they're like, we're the only ones that could do this. We have to do it. They're all galvanized and stuff. And like every two seconds, this old guy who like they weren't a thing before they went out drinking. Like they went drinking and all of a sudden he's like, I'm owed sex. And brings it up all the time to a black woman. So he's like, hey, he's like, hey you want to like, I don't know, go fuck? And she's like, what? We have to go do this to save a colored kid from white nationalists. Like, I'm black. Like... It completely is like, and it's not even brought up, which I guess is to the show's credit that she's not like, I'm a black woman. I want to fucking kill these racist peck of woods. <laughs> no, she's just like, uh, don't, shouldn't we like go save this guy? And he's like, yeah, but we, we could also fuck if you want to do that. And she's like, no, we got to go save this kid from the racist. And she's like, he's like, shucks fine. And then like constantly he fucks shit up. And instead of her getting like pissed off, He's like, she, he like, it seems almost like he's doing it on purpose. Like he forgets to put gas in the car at one point. They're literally in the car chase scene. They're like, okay, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're going to catch up to the races. And he's like, we're five miles away from them. We're going to catch them in no time. Their car stopped. We got them. This is going to be fucking easy. All of a sudden, and the car like pulls over and she's like, what the fuck? We almost caught them. We almost saved this kid from the white racists. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to put gas in it. And she's like, we were just at the gas station checking cameras. You didn't put gas in it? He's like, no, I was thinking about boning you, so maybe we could bone now. Maybe that'll help the situation. He's like, you know, we can't catch him. So, like, might as well. Might as well just fuck. And she's like, no, I'm not, I'm not fucking you. This kid's about to die. That's not turning me on. It's just the most wild, batshit show ever. Um... It's only six episodes. They're all like 40 minutes. Go fucking watch it. You won't believe it. And like you find out that like the head of the park, the like good spies, um, set up the kid for the train to fail the training thing. Just because like he took a picture of her talking to someone like as like a uh, as a separate training exercise. He's like, I have to like spy on someone and take pictures of them. And he's like, oh, you know, it'll be cool if I spy on the head of the MI5. That'll get me in. So he does that. Brings the pictures. She shows everyone the pictures of her talking to this guy she's not supposed to be talking to. And then she's like, oh, fuck. Those pictures could be incriminating evidence. I better set this kid up and then send him to Slough House. And he's just like, wait. that. If I were the kid, I would be so much more suspicious. I would be like, yo, why did I get kicked out? It was a training exercise. What the fuck? And, like, and he's now like a full spy. Like, he was just a trainee. She's like, oh, no, you're full spy, but go to Slough House. I would be like, yo, why? I was the best one you had. And then this other guy fucks me over and you're kicking me out? This Something doesn't add up. Like, he would absolutely be like, 
Maybe I should recheck those pictures I took of her talking to that sketchball. Uh, so yeah, go watch the show. Lose your fucking mind. It's f- wild. Couldn't turn it off. I couldn't tell if it was just because I was so fucking hungover. I don't think it was, though. I think it was just like... It was like unbelievable that something was this bad. Like, it's like the WNBA, I guess. If like you maybe like you get stuck on the channel... And you're like, ah, oh, this can't, is this really how bad it is? And you're like, yeah, it's just it continuously, no one has any skill. They all suck. And you're like, all right, maybe I'll watch another game. And maybe these are just two bad teams and they don't know what's going on. And you're like, oh no, these, these girls are horrible too. Ah. So please, please go watch Slow Horses. The second season comes out soon. Each season looks like a book. So it's like six episodes covers one book. And the second season looks just as wild and stupid as this one. And it's so funny because they're like the worst spies. So like in the second season, the premiere or preview, they're like, oh, yes, we in Russia, we want to, we want you guys to be embarrassed. He's like, they are all embarrassed. That's why they're working here. And he's like, okay, well, mission accomplished. Done. Like what? All right. Well, that's the time. Um, I'm going to go crush a few more land sharks and have some spaghettios. Sorry for all the rambling. This was a weird episode. This was like one of my early episodes that make no fucking sense. But I had to get it off my chest. That this show is just insane. Alright, thank you so much.